This episode with Marley was the technology nightmare that podcasters must experience from time to time, and this was my podcast nightmare. I had an issue with the recording of the last few minutes of the interview, so Marley generously gave me a couple of extra minutes before the bar opened on a Friday afternoon. We had some background noise due to traffic to add to the mix. As Marley was the first person I approached when I thought about doing this podcast and everyone kept asking me when I was going to interview Marley, it was far from ideal as I really, really, really wanted to get it right. After beating myself up about it and enlisting the help of my friend Viv for some attempts at editing, I remembered that this is a podcast to let people to get to know the women of the Bayside, not about me being a technical expert. I hope that you enjoy getting to know Marley behind Cedar and Pine with traffic edited and a bit disjointed for the tech glitches and all. Hi, before we start recording the podcast, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording, the Kwandamooka people, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present and to thank them for their care of our land, skies and waterways and for over 60,000 years of rich storytelling. Today I am interviewing someone who seems to be a bit of a celebrity in the Bayside area, Marley, who's the face and owner of C and Pine in Bay Terrace. Um, a little story about Marley, just um, personally, in 2019, I was planning my 50th birthday and a week out from the party, um, the venue I had fell through. I contacted Marley first thing um, in the morning and I think by 9.30, we had um, the venue here booked and ready to go for the following Saturday night and it ended up being the best venue for everyone. Um so the goal of mine was to speak to Marley um, and have her on our Women of Winter Manly podcast. So thank you, Marley. I thank you. <laughs> Marley doesn't feel like a celebrity, I don't no, think. Not at all. And I hate the sound of my own voice, but everyone does, they tell me. That's so. true. That's and I true. do have my Monday morning voice, which is usually a little bit rusty after um, a big weekend of yelling and singing yeah. and dancing around at the bar. So yeah, that's fine. I hope that's it fine. suffices. <laughs> so we start, Marley, with um, the questions around how did what do you love about the Bayside and how did you get here? Oh, what do I love about the Bayside? Well, there is a lot to love about the Bayside and I think um, definitely just the kind of lifestyle it provides, being so close to the waterfront and nature and those sort of things that we all um, think about visually, I guess, when we say Bayside. So I do love just that fresh air and... Um, that sort of thing and how did I get here well I got here in 2000 I think so long ago now a long time ago a long time ago so yeah half my life ago so yeah I've lived in Wynnum for half Mm -hmm. my life which makes me sound very old but yeah I moved here because my um then partner at the time is who I ended up marrying Mm -hmm. and he he lives in Wynnum and still does Mm -hmm. Hi, Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how, that's actually what got me here. So okay. I didn't plan it, but I guess you could say Wynnum found me yeah. in a way. Yeah. And where were you before that? I was in Adelaide mm-hmm. in South Australia. Yeah. I grew up 
down south and did my schooling down that way and met a girl in uni in my first year of uni down there. I was doing a teaching degree and I met this girl. Hi, Alex Zabo, her name was. Um, and we had finished our first year and decided to move up to, not move up, sorry, we decided to go to Hamilton Island to do the whole oh. work-life holiday thing. Mm. We were young and, you mm. know, so we did that. And then I met some people that lived in Brisbane on the island and they were leaving the island and said why don't you come back to Brisbane with us and I thought why not I was still on uni holidays and just was you know young and carefree with no obligations of adulthood yet just yet and I ended up traveling back to Brisbane with them from Hamilton Island and just literally fell in love with with Brisbane and the lifestyle here and um, then, as I say, the rest is history. Mm, and never gone back. Never gone back to Adelaide. Did you finish your studies here? I did. Yeah. I ended up um, at QT Kelvin Grove mm -hmm. for a few years, finishing that education degree. I think I graduated in 05 and started my then life as a school teacher, <laughs> which again sounds seems like such a lifetime ago. And yeah. And what was it about? Did you go straight from school to uni to become a I teacher? I did. I did. Yeah. I just did that whole, what am I, I've got to do something yeah. and yeah. I've got to. So I just ticked. I remember in grade 12, I just thought I'll try for nursing, teaching, the police force. And then the end of grade 12 happened and I actually got into, I was able to do nursing, teaching, and I had an offer to get into the police force. And I think I just had my dad, um, I don't know what you'd call it, words, in words those, yeah. you know, ethnic parents saying education is the most important thing. So I thought I better finish, you know, take on that education yeah. degree, which I don't regret. It's such a good thing knowing I can fall back on that. And I did enjoy my years in teaching, mm. but um, yeah, it's good to know I've got something to fall mm. back on if the bar ever <laughs> closes its yep. doors or yep. whatever. So yeah, it's good yep. to have. So I guess in a way, my dad was right having yeah. that, <clears throat> having that as something I can always do or yeah. throw my passion into is a yeah. good little safety net to yeah. have. Such I'm, transferable skills, I think, teaching as well, absolutely. isn't it? Just for life generally yeah. and what you take from even, I've trained to be a teacher but never became a teacher, but at, at the time thinking the um, transferable skills into any workplace um, is really beneficial. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you taught around this I area? I did, I did. I, my first job was at Mount Cotton State School. That was okay, my first yeah. paid job. Um, and then I fell pregnant with my first child, Jack, um, and pretty much just became a supply teacher from, you know, the days when he started daycare and that sort of yeah. thing. So, um, How old's Jack now? So Jack is about to turn 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How old do I feel? Yeah, so Jack's my oldest and I have Luke who is 14, just yeah. turned 14. Yeah. So obviously they keep me very busy as, you know, 
Yeah. But, yeah, they say that the, yeah, teen, the teen years are certainly something very challenging, but we just do our best at motherhood like we mm. do our best at life and yeah. just yeah. navigate your way through those challenges and hope you are doing enough of a job to see them through to adulthood. Mm. Raising good humans. Raising good humans <laughs> probably yeah, easily the biggest challenge I have. In, yeah. Not challenge, I guess, but easily the biggest um, learning learning curves that I have through my days as, mm. as being a mum is trying to hopefully mm. you do the right thing but you doubt yourself and you, you know, sometimes think you're working too much or you're not working yeah. enough. And no, it's just, good enough role yeah, model. And all of that <laughs> stuff is probably what I'm going through now more yeah. so now as teenagers than mm. when they were little. So mm. interesting times but... <laughs> Overall, I, I'm really lucky to have two amazing kids that are fairly well grounded and uh, lovely kids, mm-hmm. and yeah, sh- definitely showing me that um, those proud moments that you get and all of that, experiencing all those things, as well as the hair, you know, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy, but <laughs> that it is that old cliche. It's worth it because. Yeah, they they fill my heart, you know. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. I always I, I know if people ask me, you know, what's your greatest achievement in life, and you can think of all the things you've achieved, you know, in work and in other challenges you've done. But you know, for me, I know it's, it's raising a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it, and it's a long road to to get there. Oh, very. Yeah, but very it's worth well. it. Yes. But worth it. <laughs> so yeah. how do you juggle that time with the bar? Um, how do I juggle it? Well, I always made a commitment to myself that just if I wanted to continue with the bar, that I should try. Oh, mm, um, well, I am... A fairly organised person and I um, plan ahead a lot so I make sure that I, when I do leave the bar that I can kind of leave it behind me until Mm. those bar days so I do make the most of my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays and make sure the kids are my priorities through those through those days pardon me um and I mean it always helps that the boys work here and um, I don't open in the morning so I've never really missed any school things I'm always able to get to their footy games that sort of thing so I think you just make the moments count and sometimes you've got to do it really tired sometimes you have to have a v drink or um, (laughs) just to get you through and sometimes you know I'll be honest sometimes like I'll be at a footy game and I'll be so tired and I'm not really present mm. in the moment mm. but them at least seeing me there that that has to count for something because just yeah. like the little you see them look over to see that you're watching them and you know that even though you know physically you dra- and mentally drained from a late night in the bar you're still there and you still show up and you're yeah. still you made the effort you made the effort and sometimes that's all you've got mm. and mm. that's all they get but I think more so than not they, they know how lovely they are yeah. and they know that you do all of this, the hard yards for them. We always have talks. I mean, Jack actually works here now, so he sees, 
sees me at it and I'm, you know, slowly teaching him the ropes here. So he knows that this is all for him ultimately and that sort of thing. So there's a lesson to be learnt there as well yeah. for him. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's good. It's good working with him. It's a different different experience again. But, um, yeah, hopefully this will be his one day or, yeah. you know, or he can work the weekends and I yeah. can have a weekend off. Yeah. I don't know. We don't think about those things too much. But they, they know that they're they're more important mm. and I'd close the doors in a heartbeat if I needed to. So yeah. I yeah. think as long as they know that and feel it and see it through my mm. actions. And mm. Yeah. And I guess the older they are, as they're older now, it's probably easier to be working the hours in their environment. Yeah. Like it's, that would have been more difficult oh, in the absolutely. earlier days. In the yeah. earlier days, it was almost impossible. Mm. I sometimes look back and think, how did I do it? And then you get that guilt that did you not give them enough when they were younger mm. and I go through all those cycles. But I think it's worked out and, like I said, I've got two amazing kids mm. that mm. – are loved and love me and love their life and they've got a great stable their father is amazing and yeah we yeah. they certainly this generation certainly has a good right <laughs> they do all right they do, they all, do all right, right. <laughs> my kids do all right <laughs> so what do you love i know that you're really open on social media about your life and about the bar mm-hmm. and your own experiences but what do you love about the bar what do i love about the bar well i'm obsessed with it like i'm just so obsessed with having something that just gives so many people so much joy mm-hmm. it's just such an amazing feeling to have and I've always said said it from day one that it's never been about a business to make money or to make it such a community bar. And if I had to run it any other way, if it was full of probably any other kind of clientele, it just wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me. But I just love that there's so much love mm, in mm. this bar. I'm constantly still seven years on, just blown away by the messages that I receive, the phone calls, the even just how many people go out of their way to say what a difference, mm. you know, it has made or even whether it's like one little sitting here or something that's taken a while to make. We just love having that. I guess it. I feel like it just reflects how chaotic and hard life is out there in the real world and we just offer this momentary mm-hmm. kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a break from reality mm-hmm. that people... Mm-hmm. Just a space in yeah, time, isn't it? Yeah, yep. and yep. It, I just love, I live for that at the moment. That's what keeps me at it. I just love being able to provide that to so many people. I love, my favourite thing at the moment is I make sure I sneak out into the beer garden when it's speech time and I just love listening to people's speeches I don't know why I'm just all about the feels aren't I really it's but like the best time of it people's is, lives though, I just that you get to love see. being everyone's always like oh you don't ever get to go to birthdays and parties and weddings I'm like are you kidding I go to three <laughs> weddings a week and I'm at everyone's 40th and I yeah so I feel very much included in these events which is also very special obviously but yeah at the moment my favorite thing is just listening in on the speeches and I just 
would get, it just fills my cup, I guess. And yeah. the other day there was this daughter toasting her mum's 40th or 50th, I can't quite remember what it was, and it was just this most heartfelt, there were tears, there was laughter. She was saying, she just said words like, how blessed am I to have a mum that has been my inspiration since, I oh, know it was just so, oh. and then I obviously imagined Jack saying that to me <laughs> at my 50th or something, and it, it's just, it's just such a good feeling. Everyone always says to me, there's something about the atmosphere in here that you just can't replace it. You just walk in the doors and you just feel this. And I think that's what we, the team here, not just me, I have amazing staff that make that happen. And yeah, that's what we're about here. Just, you can get a beer or some food anywhere, but I think you just can't get that connection yeah. that obviously people want mm. when they're and you've created that like it's not just a space it's (laughs) that anyone can open a room or put a bar in but you've created the space and the atmosphere and built on that over time so how did you think i might go from being a teacher to opening a bar oh god that's a story for another (laughs) podcast so um we really don't have time for that that story (laughs) that story but i think it's pretty much because i'm just crazy and make crazy choices and I think someone said to me the other day you just always bite off more than you can chew then chew it but I guess that's just how I roll but we're all faking it till we make it right it has has paid off in (laughs) way way more words and in more ways than I can ever just constantly wake up thinking I am the luckiest person to just have I have a really really beautiful life and beautiful things to surround me in a beautiful suburb and yeah I can't I just wake up every morning grateful for what I have and I always say if it was to end tomorrow then I've had an amazing run learned amazing lessons met the most amazing people and yeah yeah I it's still just it's just overwhelming that it resonates with so many people that this little business has just started something that we uh, yes as you say it must be so affirming because as you say getting all the messages back and yeah yeah, absolutely constantly reminded what you're doing is very lucky girl I'm a very lucky girl (laughs) so what do you um I guess a couple of things the area itself is growing in terms of um other spaces that and one of the things I really admire about you is it's never a competition so when a new bar opens you promote it um so so what is it what do you see how do you see the next couple of years Uh, in this in this particular area growing well yeah it's definitely growing Mm. I think there's about to be two more bars that I've just Mm. heard of opening around the corner so and and you're right I never ever see it as competition because nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd it can Mm. only ever help all our businesses if more people are coming to the area Mm. and we are seeing that more and more people are trying to move to the Bayside lifestyle Mm. so um, I just see it continually growing and continually um, giving us more and more reason not to need to head to the valley or the city and it's becoming quite a destination on its mm, own so mm. that's exciting and it's promising and mm. that makes me optimistic for the bar's longevity so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And younger people too. I yeah, think the younger demographics people, is changing. The demographic is yeah. definitely changing yeah. slowly but surely. So mm. definitely. Good. And what do you do? Obviously, you're a very busy woman. Um, and I've seen you sometimes running or walking down by the water. So how, how do you spend your time um, with you've got the boys, you've got the bar. What else what else do you do? What else do I do? I am an avid reader. Yes, like, yes. Know. Marley does have a book club. I shout do. out. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I read a lot. I'm reading a lot at the moment. And I am massively into my physical activity. I just think I'm such a believer that physical exercise or activity is so important it's so important to take care of ourselves mentally and physically and I feel like exercising mm. gives me both that mental and physical thing that I need to be able to do the busy life mm. that I do so mm. I always make sure I start my day or if I can't do it in the morning I will make sure by evening I've done at least 45 minutes worth of you know activity whether it's riding my bike I love riding my bike I love jogging I yeah, love walking yeah. I um, started indoor rock climbing with oh, a girlfriend yeah. whereabouts you do that um, over in West End yeah, yeah. Um, and my biggest love is my netball my netball team yes. which is the running joke as to why this bar doesn't open on Wednesday nights but <laughs> I am a massive netballer and netball player and we played I've played with the same girls for about 15 years now around then and we that's just our Wednesday night thing where we say no kids no we carpool together so we get that social connection and we're all literally too old and too <laughs> our bodies are so broken by years on the netball court but each and every year we stick it out because we just realise how important it is to maintain those friendships and relationships and we love we still love running out there on the court and being a team so it'll be a very very sad day when my netball team has to call it a day but at the moment we it's my priority netball is my yeah. priority at the moment yeah, yeah. I, once a week thing I was speaking to I don't know probably a psychologist or something the other day was telling me how if you always have something to do something someone to love and something to look forward to you can really help your mental um, mental health and my I know my netball every Wednesday is my one thing that I look forward to and I know it's just something little but it gets me through yeah. a really hard night here at the mm. bar or if I know it's like not you know really late and I'm tired I just think oh well in three more days I'll see the netty girls and I'll be out there on the netty netty court so that just gets me through my week yeah. it's I know it sounds like I said it sounds so simple but it is the one thing that if you just yeah. find that one thing each yeah. week that it you look forward simple. to yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. you know some people just want an hour a week without their kids mm. annoying them and they can read a book mm. or some people need to get to a gym or whatever my little thing that I mm. focus on is my Wednesday night netball yeah. so yeah. it fills your cup it fills my cup and we will not be opening Wednesday nights in any <laughs> in any future that I can see <laughs> And you, you, netball. Oh, I've done many. Yeah. Yeah. So was that two years ago, three years oh, ago? Probably longer than that now. So yeah, I've had two knee operations. So mm. I always say one more and I'm done. So um, yeah, I'm on my last life. We're all literally on our last legs. We've had between us, there's, you know, 12 ACLs. We've had, we've got kids growing up mm. between us that are ready to start their netball teams yeah. now. Oh. So it is, it's a really, really positive 
part of my life is that netball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think when you balance everything, your work, your kids, your social activities, when you can find happiness and joy in all of those, I think it's safe to say I am really happy and content where I am and living a very fulfilled life with meaningful connections and relationships. Because on the surface you could think Molly's just running around all the time really, really busy. But they're all things that that do give you joy. So you've got all these things that that make you happy and fulfilled. because I do run around here like yeah. a ninja, which I think you have to yeah, do yeah. times through your business. You just have to be the person you've got. The buck stops with me. Mm. People call in sick or they've got COVID or whatever it is that you're facing challenge-wise. Mm. I have learned that you have to just know when to step it up and hustle mm. and mm. it's not pleasant and it's sometimes you do wonder why you do it or question your sanity, but I think um, on a whole, when you do step back and take your deep breaths and go to your yoga mm. class and you re- reassess your situation and I know that more often than not I have an amazing amount of balance. I have an abundance of yeah. people that love and support me and, yeah, I, yeah, it's never really as um, chaotic as it looks in the bar, but it is, it is really it's challenging. Work. It's mm. hard work mm. when you have a bar full of people mm. and you know not enough staff or not enough clean glasses it does it can get manic behind mm-hmm. here it's not mm. the world's best setup behind there and obviously that's something that in hindsight if I had known what monster I had created I probably would have set up the actual logistics of that bar a little bit better but we make it work and we yeah. make it work because again the people in here you're not dealing with people that don't want to see you succeed. I'm dealing with people that they see a few glasses on a table that haven't been picked up and they'll go pick them up yeah. and, yeah. you know, give yeah. me a high five on, you know, make sure they tell me I'm doing a great job. So even yeah. that just makes it so mm. worth those little mm. messages that we spoke about, you know, that often come on a Monday morning after a horrendously busy weekend. They, that's what you mm. make it worth the effort because mm. it's so appreciated. If it wasn't appreciated, you would never probably keep, mm. keep up with the challenges. Mm. But I just know there's so much appreciation for what Cedar and Pine has brought to the community. And as long as that stays, I think Cedar and Pine stays too. And and you know, I guess the way that you live your life, you know that if Saturday nights are really horrendous, busy night. Saturday night will finish. Yep. And, yeah. And you don't have to open again until Thursday. Absolutely. That's <laughs> true. We do open Sundays. As mentioned at the beginning, this is the part that unfortunately didn't record and the last minute of the interview. Going to a a good place where they can have good times and, yeah, 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 that's excellent. Um, And I just um, wanted to also remind people who may not live really close by, who may not have visited um, the Great Cedar and Pine, that it is on Bay Terrace, um, open from Thursday through to Sunday um, each week and um, book club is the last Thursday of every week so you can just find that on Facebook Um, we have this open mic every Sunday at four o'clock so you're welcome to come along to that as well Um, two for one tapas 
on Thursday night. So every night, um, just about there's something special on that you can come and be part of the community. So thanks, Marley. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And good luck with your podcast. It's a wonderful initiative and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks, Marley.